T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk on demand audio. 971 FM Talk. This is Wiggins America. We are coming up on the end of the hour here. Austin Ruse is on the phone. He's the president of the Center for Family and Human Rights. Last time, Austin, we were talking about how you're from this area. We were talking about fireworks. So I guess that dates us to about July 4th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very fond memory of selling wholesale fireworks in, in a little house in Gray Summit, Missouri. Oh my gosh! Really? I didn't know you could do it out of your house, or were you, you know, skirting the lawn? No, it wasn't my house. It was it was some it was somebody else's house who owned a fireworks company, and 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 that's where we set up. Wow! Wow! That's cool. <clears throat> so, um, so today I wanted to talk to you just because uh, we're talking about abortion. It's it's of course kind of on the radar for midterms, but it's uh, it's not necessarily the big story of this week. However. There's something going on that I'm like, okay, please explain this, because the laws in the United States over the last few months have changed, of course, and now it's a state's rights issue, and now there are different states that are grappling with what to do about abortion. Why is the U.N. stepping into this? Well, that's a really good question. Well, here's the thing. The United Nations has been, well, not the United Nations, U.N. radicals. Uh, have been interested in establishing the global right to abortion. That's why my organization was founded 25 years ago this year uh, to fight uh, the efforts of the United Nations to try and make abortion an internationally recognized human right. They've never stopped. They keep doing it. Uh, when, When the Dobbs decision was heading into being heard by the Supreme Court, human rights experts at the United Nations actually issued a, uh, an amicus brief uh, saying that there's an international right to abortion. There's not. We've always stopped one. But in recent days, on Friday, there was a, there was a resolution in the General Assembly that was accepted that for the first time uh, says that safe, you know, safe abortion um, is, is, uh, is a human right. Now, this is a non-binding document, but it's going to be used to a very negative effect by courts around the world, by advocates here in the United States. Uh, so it was it was a really big loss for us on on Friday. And a whole lot of governments are very upset about it because it was a deeply dishonest negotiation. Austin, I've got a whole lot of ideas about what the U.N. can do in general, and they, they usually involve taking a hike. Um, but Pounding sand. Yeah, you know, same kind of stuff. Um, what... What do they do? They react differently to different U.S. administrations. For instance, during the Trump administration, obviously you had Nikki Haley there. She seemed to push back on a lot of issues. I remember her really going toe to toe on behalf of Israel for a lot of reasons. When when you have a different administration there, like the Biden administration, does that embolden the U.N. to do things like this? 
Well, first of all, Nikki Haley didn't do a gosh darn thing at the U.N. Uh, for the unborn child. She was a very serious problem. She was she was at the U.N. primarily to burnish her foreign policy credentials mm. and to defend Israel. Um, so on, on the life issue, she didn't do anything. And the funny thing, so the U.N. has Yes, is a little bit emboldened because there's such a pro-abortion administration in Washington, D.C., but they've never stopped. I mean, we've been involved in every major and most minor negotiations for 25 years, and, and these ideas come up in every kind of negotiations. On housing, they'll come up because when women are at home, don't you know they need their reproductive rights there too? So, so it, it, the, the proposition from the left from the sexual left is that the repetitious use of certain phrases in non-binding UN documents establishes what's known as customary international law. Now, this is a false proposition, but this is what they're going for. And this is what they've been going for since the Cairo conference in 1995. Austin, how do they, how does the UN influence nations outside of the U.S.? It seems as if what the U.S. does is, you know, the general direction. Well, not entirely, like you're saying it, but you know, uh, the U.S. funds the UN (laughs) mostly. So what does the UN do to pressure other nations outside of us into adopting laws regarding this or anything else? Well, let me use a U.S. example, because this is what they do around the world. When the the U.S. Supreme Court um, outlawed the juvenile death penalty, the Supreme Court, the majority cited the Convention on the Rights of the Child. The United States has never ratified the Convention on the Rights of the Child, yet the Supreme Court cited it in overturning the juvenile death penalty. The United States has ratified something called the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. But when we when the Senate ratified it, we reserved on the portion that condemned the death penalty. But that was the that was the section of that treaty that the Supreme Court cited. So the Supreme Court cited two documents that the United States has never agreed to when they overturned the juvenile death penalty. So U.N. documents are used by leftist lawyers and judges around the world. Uh, You know, parliaments can cite U.N. documents. They cite U.N. experts. Uh, But the U.N. has never agreed. The the U.N. General Assembly has never agreed that abortion is an internationally recognized human right. But the U.N. bureaucracy tells courts and legislatures around the world that this is, in fact, an international human right. It's a lie, but some people believe it, like the majority of the Supreme Court when they overturned the juvenile death penalty. Mm. Austin Ruse, the president of the Center for Family and Human Rights, on the phone with us. So I'm asking you a, a pretty big question here, but I think this is, this is what ultimately what we need to know to know how to solve issues like this. Why is it that the U.N., seems to have adopted pretty much a Western leftist view of everything, because this isn't new to, and it's not even central to this issue, but it's across the board, like you're saying. Yeah. Well, the the reason is because the, um, gosh, bureaucracies all over the world uh, have been taken over by the left. You know, it's like corporate C-suites have been taken over by the left. Human resources departments have been taken over by the left. So all of the money at the United Nations is basically leftist money. So you have these huge, you know, UN agencies that have billion dollar budgets like the UN Population Fund, UNICEF, something called UN Women, the World Health Organization. They were all taken over by the left a long time ago. 
because um, conservatives don't really want to work, at, you know, uh, in, in big bureaucracy, in big governmental bureaucracies. So they were taken over by the left a long time ago. And this is simply what they do. They are they And, and the thing about it is, is and, and, and your insight is exactly correct. It's Western. And so it is a form of imperialism. It's a form of what we call sexual colonialism that they're trying to impose on, on, on the whole world. You know, um, they want you know, what they call comprehensive sexuality education, which you don't want to know anything about, uh, imposed on every village in Africa. And the Africans don't want that. They want clean water. They want safe sanitation. They want basic medical care. But what they get is Western sexual ideology. Yeah, that's that's really something. I mean, I'm sitting here pondering it as you're saying it going, yeah, that really is. That's imperialism. I mean, that is taking our values which in, that's I think what's so striking about it is that it's so condescending and hypocritical because these are typically the same people who yell that they sh- you shouldn't do that. Well, oh yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that that colonialism and imperialism are are, are wrong, except when we do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, the I was just with you know twenty African delegations uh, on a retreat last week heading into this this debate at the U.N. on Friday, and they don't want this. But the problem is it's really hard for Africans to stand up to the muscle and might of the Western world. It takes, you know, because they're threatened. They're threatened with losing their jobs. They're threatened with, you know, money being cut, you know, from, you know, um, international donations coming into their country. You know, um, they're threatened with sanctions, both soft and hard. Uh, so it takes a lot of bravery. You know, one of the countries that uh, we're, we're, we're reporting uh, later today about the fact that the government of Hungary co-sponsored this resolution on Friday uh, that promotes uh, abortion as an internationally recognized human right. Now, Hungary, you know, is touted by American conservatives as sort of this dreamland of conservatism. But they refused. They, they not only sp- sponsored the resolution. They refused to vote in favor of various amendments put forward by Nigeria and other African countries to take the abortion language out. So, you know, even they go along with the European Union. These supposedly conservative countries like Hungary and Poland absolutely go along with the European Union. Yeah, money talks, doesn't it? Um, Austin Ruse on the phone with us, president of Center for Family and Human Rights. Before we run out of time, I, I... I, I like bringing up solutions, and, and these, these are big problems, and they're very deeply ingrained. Obviously, they're global. So I'm, I'm asking you again another big question, but, but what is the solution to this? Is it, is it multi-generational, or is there something that we could be doing now? Well, you know, uh, we set up shop at the United Nations 25 years ago, and we've been there pretty much every working day since then. Not everybody's called to that. Um, you know, when, when I travel around and give talks and people say, what should we do? I, I've been saying for years and now other people are saying it. Stay home and take over the school board. You know, in, in, I'm sure the school board in St. Louis is utterly corrupt. Stay home and take over the school board. Expose what the school board is teaching. Expose, you know, critical race theory and transgenderism, which is running rampant all over this country at the grade school level. That's what people ought to be doing. You know, if people want to come to the U.N. and, and, and work with us, they're welcome to. But uh, but what people really ought to do is stay home and take over the school board. You know, work in the state house. Go to go to Jeff City and lobby. All these things is what people ought to be doing. Austin, how do people connect with you at CFAM if they'd like to? 
c-fam.org, c-fam.org. We put out a weekly report called the Friday Facts, uh, four languages, 300,000 subscribers, that takes people inside the U.N. social policy debate. Good stuff. Austin, thanks again for your time. Always appreciate it. Any old time. Thanks so much. More Wiggins America coming up. Sticking out. Stick around for another full hour ahead. And then one day, away, another way for to say. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 